Welcome to Interesting Times. I'm Joe Streckert. Back in the early 2000s, I got really, really into PC games. Um, one particular game that I was kind of obsessed with when I was in my early 20s was a horror role-playing game called Diablo 2. And you played as things like paladins and necromancers, and you had swords and magic, and you went around and fought demons and skeletons, that kind of thing. It was great. They made a sequel. The sequel was not great. In an early part of Diablo 2, there is a subplot about a countess whom you encounter who has gone kind of insane and become obsessed with dark magic to preserve her youth and beauty. She bathes in the blood of virgins, slathering their viscera all over her skin to keep herself unnaturally vital and beautiful for ages and ages, and in this horror role-playing game where you play as paladins or necromancers or whatnot, you can fight the countess if you want. Uh, I think she had fire magic. Um, then she drops a bunch of loot, and then you go fight other different dark creatures. Uh, while I was playing this, a friend of mine, he said to me about this boss monster in Diablo 2, Hey, that thing with the Countess. Did you know that was a real thing? And I was like, what? The Countess who covered herself with the blood of virgins? He said, yeah, there really was a Countess who bathed in the blood of virgins. Her name was Elizabeth Bathory. And I thought, well, that's messed up. And then I probably kept clicking on things probably while drinking Mountain Dew. And that's how I found out about Elizabeth Bathory, supposedly one of the most prolific and brutal murderers of all time, a woman who bathed in and drank blood of young virgins to become a famous real-life vampire. She was even from Transylvania, so the whole Countess Dracula thing kind of writes itself. And it's probably all mostly folklore. It's probably more legend than fact. And this week, continuing our October theme of bloody, unpleasant, murdery history, we're going to get into what was actually up with Elizabeth Bathory. Maybe. Possibly. Not actually going to come to any definitive conclusions here, but just bear with me. So, Elizabeth Bathory, uh, she was born to a powerful, noble Hungarian family in 1560. Her immediate family oversaw Transylvania, and her uncle was the king of Poland. So she was pretty much a child of power, privilege, and property. In 1575, she married a count, Count Nsadzi, when she was all of 15, because that's what you did as a Transylvanian noble teenager. You got married at 15. Uh, the couple, they had kids, they lived in a castle, and they generally did the kind of things that 16th century nobles did. One little wrinkle, supposedly, Elizabeth Bathory at one point, had an affair with a lower-ranking guy than her husband, and, according to the stories, her husband, the Count, flew into a rage, castrated the other guy, killed the dude, and then fed his body to the dogs. Maybe. There's so much legend and myth and embroideries on this story that I can't really say definitively that happened. And, supposedly, after her husband's death in 1604, the now-widowed Countess Elizabeth Bathory started getting really, really, really into murder. According to legend, again, legend, uh, Bathory killed several victims, mostly young girls, both servants and peasants that were supposed to be, you know, working for her, what with being a noblewoman at all, and also lower-ranking noble girls that were sent to her castle where they would learn, you know, basic manners, debutante-type stuff. Hard numbers are difficult to come by, but none of the sources I looked at had a low estimate. When people talk about Elizabeth Bathory as a murderer, the low counts are about 
80 victims. And the high counts are an absurd 650 deaths directly attributable to the blood countess. Now, for context with other serial killers, Jack the Ripper, he killed five people that we know of, though he very likely had other victims. Jeffrey Dahmer, he killed 17 people. John Wayne Gacy had 33 victims. So the most vivid and horrific and probably overblown stories of Elizabeth Bathory, they dwarfed those other serial killers by an order of magnitude. And supposedly Bathory, she killed her victims all kinds of ways. She burned them, she stabbed them, she boiled them in water, she locked them away to starve, she exposed them to the harsh Hungarian winter and let them freeze to death. And, of course, there was a whole thing about bathing in the blood of virgins, taking a literal blood bath and rubbing her skin down with the warm and red people juice that came out of the young girls that she, you know, murdered just cause. Well, to preserve her youth and vitality. Exsanguination for exfoliation, if you will. Supposedly. These are all stories about her. So, again, the story goes, eventually King Matthias of Hungary ordered an investigation into Countess Bathory's never-ending murder party. He dispatched Palantin Grigori Thurzo to look into her alleged depravity, and not even a noble could escape the long arm of the law. Bathory would be put to justice. So, Thurzo, he found four of Bathory's servants. Uh, they were all interrogated, they were tried, and they were found guilty of aiding and abetting her of all kinds of various grisly murders. They were executed. Elizabeth Bathory, she was never tried for anything. After her servants were convicted of being accessories to murders that she committed, Bathory, the person whose murders were being accessorized, she was just locked up in a tower for the rest of her life. Now, that's all the story. That's the kind of pop culture image. That is the blood countess narrative that finds its way into horror movies and video games, and there's a metal band named Bathory and that kind of thing. But nowadays, there's some doubt about whether or not she actually was a murderous monster who killed people for fun, or killed people because apparently young virgins secrete a kind of blood that rivals anything that you can find at the body shop. So, there's all kinds of problems with this story, this very popular story. There is no contemporary evidence that Elizabeth Bathory bathed in the blood of virgins. That was an embroidery that was added to the story years later. So, even if she really was a kill-happy member of the nobility, she probably wasn't all weird and Dracula about it. The whole bit about bathing in the blood of virgins is almost certainly folklore and legend added after the fact. And... The rest of it might be as well. There is a significant non-zero chance that Elizabeth Bathory might not have actually been a murderous blood monster. Here's why a few people now think that the case against Elizabeth Bathory might be bunk. 1. A lot of people had a lot to gain from Bathory being locked away. She was a widow. She was sitting on a lot of property. And a lot of the Hungarian nobility wanted her land and her stuff. Having her dismissed as a murderer and locked away in a tower freed up her land and her stuff. Most tellingly, the king of Hungary, Matthias, owed a large debt to the Bathory family, and he was, of course, the person who instigated the whole investigation. After Elizabeth Bathory was confined to her tower, the debt was cancelled. That was a deal that the Hungarian crown and her family came to. He said, I'm not going to kill her. 
I will give her custody to you. You will be the ones in charge of her internment. And in return, I, King Matthias, get the debt cancelled. Pretty good deal for him. 2. The four servants who were convicted of being her accomplices admitted that they did so under torture. And torture, as we all know from that one Star Trek episode, where Picard stridently insists that there are four lights, is not a reliable way to extract information from humans. Uh, more seriously, though, Senator John McCain said that when he was tortured in the Vietnam War, he often gave the names of athletes to his captors instead of the names of actual American military officers. So the servants who were tortured and then testified against Elizabeth Bathory, they could have been made to say anything. Three, Bathory was never given a trial. She didn't have a chance to muster a defense, present her side of the story, or present evidence to support her innocence. Instead, she just got chucked into a tower and forgotten about after four of her servants were tortured, admitted that they helped her do a bunch of murder, and then those four servants were executed. Court records or notes would be a great addition to the Bathory tale as they could present an alternative narrative or, maybe, even add extra spice and dimension to the popular version. But we don't have that. So, for those three reasons, one should be very, very suspicious of the popular Elizabeth Bathory narrative. Now, I know what you're thinking here. You're thinking something like, Joe, if Elizabeth Bathory was wrongly accused, we lose a great story. We lose the Blood Countess. We lose Countess Dracula. We lose a tale of real-life horror. Well, no. Even if Elizabeth Bathory was falsely accused, and I don't know if she was, I'm just saying that that is a possibility, we've still got a really messed up tale of real-life horror on our hands. We've got a conspiracy and a miscarriage of justice. Think about this version of the story. Matthias, the king of Hungary. He is brooding in his throne room. He's been discussing his finances with his advisors, and he knows that they're in a bad way. He's got to do something about his money situation. And suddenly, he notices a substantial debt that the crown has to a certain noble family. One of the people in that family responsible for holding that debt, she is a widowed countess. Maybe one known for being kind of eccentric or a shut-in, an easy mark. The king orders his palatine to investigate allegations of depravity and violence in the countess's castle. The palatine, with the power of the king at his back, is able to manufacture all kinds of rumors about the widow, and, with a little help from judiciously applied torture, is able to get four hapless servants to confess their role and to manufacture depravity. After the servants confess, they're executed. All the better to hide the evidence and the truth. The countess is never put on trial. If she were to be, that would be a disaster. Too much of a chance for the truth to come out. Instead, the king cuts a deal with her distressed family. You cancel my debt, he says. And in return, you can lock your family member away instead of me killing her. Understand? Isn't that messed up? That's not a tale of serial killer depravity, but that alternative narrative, that's a tale of conspiracy, torture, intimidation, abuse of power, greed, and slander. And it's got King Matthias of Hungary doing some pretty intense mafia godfather-type action there. It is still horrifying. So, even if Elizabeth Bathory is 100% innocent of all the terrible things that have been said about her, her life makes for a pretty good horror story. 
And even if she is guilty of even part of all the horrible things that have been said about her, her life still makes for a pretty good horror story. So, no matter how you slice it, Elizabeth Bathory lived some kind of real-life horror story. We don't know what kind, but it was doubtlessly unpleasant. The whole part about bathing in the blood of virgins, though, probably not a thing. Interesting Times. It is recorded at the studios of Portland's X-Ray FM, 91.1 and 107.1 in beautiful Portland, Oregon. We are completely supported by our Patreon supporters, not by the blood of virgins. We do not make sacrifices to the gods to support this podcast. We use crowdfunding. If you want to become a supporter, go to interestingtimespodcast.com, click on the link, do the thing. Uh, I am on Facebook, facebook.com slash interestingtimeswithjoestreckert, Twitter, Tumblr, all of it. Thank you very much for listening. See you next week with one more tale of October horror. Bye.